Hey, you may have heard of fire starters, but on today's podcast, we've got a raging fire. One of the original founders of the Opus Finance Group. Stand by, you're in for a treat. This is the Swarm Unplugged podcast, where we get to know the Beat Social community and encourage others to join us. With hundreds in the community, we want to get to know all of you better. From the newbie to the expert to the project partners, we will be learning who they are and how they can best benefit from Bees Social. I'm Christopher Knight, so let's get started. You know, Bees Social, it is absolutely fantastic, of course, to have all of the folks who follow us and, and like us and all the things that make us better as far as a contribution to the Bees Social community. It is a, a pleasure to have you here today because we have one of the original founders of the Opus Finance Group, which is certainly the, the beginning, the very beginning of what we're all experiencing right now and enjoying as a community. If it weren't for these folks, there would be no Bees Social. And that's the reason that we want to feature them. And we want to hear all about some things that happened and have happened uh, in the process of developing uh, not only Opus, but be social. Uh, it may be, it may be a little off the cuff sometimes. We may hear things that we don't quite understand, but that's okay because we're all learning in this journey that we're on. Now, speaking of journeys, I happen to be on a path and a journey with a co-host who is uh, sometimes not around and sometimes not on time. I didn't even see him come in to the, what we call the green room. Uh, all I saw was a blank picture, but uh, I got to assume that my co-host, Tony K is somewhere around. We're about to find out. Uh, uh, Rick, can you find Tony K? I sure will do my best, but you know Tony. I think he's having some issues with his audio, with his video. What? Oh, I like that. A blank picture. That's wonderful. Thank you, Tony. Uh, that that actually is more the most handsome view I've seen of you in a long, long time. So, uh, what, uh, Tony? How are you? <laughs> hello. Oh, hello, Tony. It's really nice Hi. to meet you. Are you are you looking for my dad? This is Brittany. I'm Tony's daughter. <laughs> Yeah, Brittany. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen several of your pictures oh. and uh, I have them pinned to the wall above oh, me here. And so uh, it's been very, very interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I was kind of looking for your dad, but I understand you're very talented, too. Oh, I don't know about that, but um, I don't know what uh, he's he's actually out on the paddleboard right now. Uh, a paddleboard. He can't. He couldn't get on a paddleboard if he wanted to. What are you, you talking about? He's out on the lake. Let's see if I can get that. I don't, he's right there. I don't know if you can see him. I just barely, is, is he in the water or on the board? Oh, he's, he's on the board. Okay. Dad, what are you, dad, you're supposed to be live. So this is what I go, this is what I go through all the time. <laughs> you know, he's got this palatial mansion in Colorado. <laughs> with a lake that you can throw a rock across and he considers it a big lake. And then he has these fancy boats on there all the time. And, uh, uh, you know, I used to have four boats. And I think the most I spent for a boat was $12,000. And he, uh, he, he, he would laugh at that, but that's all right. That's oh okay. gosh. What do you think, Brittany? Do you think, do you think he's worth even having on a podcast? You know, I'm pretty fond of him. I think he is. He has yeah. some good points every once in a while. Are you kidding me? Good points. <laughs> Oh my God! So, so while he's while he's uh, getting dried off and so forth, uh, it's, it's good to have you on as well. What what do you do in real life, Brittany? Uh, I own a salon. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, is that the salon that he's uh, been helping kind of uh, reconstruct or something? Yeah, we've uh, the actual like building existed, but almost from the ground up, we've literally done everything. So it's been a process, but it's, it's been good. <laughs> now, now this, is, this isn't the first salon that, that you guys have owned, is it? 
No, I was a kid when we had it, but we've had multiple different salons growing up, but this is the first one that I've actually been a part of. So now in that same building, aren't there some other uh, things like a, a fitness club or something? Yeah, there's a health club. Hey dad, uh, there's a health club and multiple other businesses and stuff like that. But What's going on? Uh, you're running a little late for uh, oh, boy. something. <laughs> did I miss it again? Yeah, you did. Oh, geez. Thanks, Brett. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, I, I would ra I would rather talk to her than you, Tony. Let's just just be serious here, okay? Uh, you know, she's a whole lot better looking. I know that. Well, I I I don't even know what to say. I I I was off an hour again. I was on Colorado time. You're on, I don't know what time, but I'm a, I'm on the real world time. It's called uh, New York time. That's I've what lost the real my world breath time. right now. Well, yeah. you know. Is John on? He didn't see all of that, did he? Tell me he didn't. Uh, well, I don't and know Jana. if it's thought or not. Uh, I know. And uh, I think John is is kind of standing by to figure out what in the heck is going on, uh, because he's not used to our, you know, our our uh, our uh, hellos in the mornings, so to speak. But anyway, I want to know. Let's, let's ask Brittany about her uh, her salon and so forth. When's it going to be open, Brittany? Uh, so it's, I've been, to, I've been doing clients for a while, but it's going to be officially open hopefully in the next week or two, like to the public. Uh -oh. so. I think I just got a cue for some <laughs> stuff that dad has to finish. Yes. That's what sure I was referring. Time. I was referring to that. Uh, Tony, what else do you need to do in order for her to open her doors? Okay. If I answer that question, she'll, it'll never end. She'll there'll oh, okay. always right. be something. Well, we'll have, we'll have to put up, uh, opening notices uh as on, on some of our future podcasting yeah and uh sure. I, I would I, I want Brittany to return because that's a breath of fresh air right there for sure oh, come where do you think she got a look from and not from you my friend <laughs> all right all right now, well it was nice to meet you and now that he's done paddle boarding I'll let you guys chat you. thank you Brittany thank you so much we appreciate it well wow. Tony it's good it's good to have you back yeah I know yeah. You, you don't you must not have even, you didn't even have to get in the water on your paddleboard. You don't even look wet. I, I didn't. I don't get wet unless I really have to, you know, because the real reason, and Jana and John will probably attest to this, they know how sweet I am. I would literally melt if I if I got if I got wet. So there's that. Uh, I'm just saying, bring John on and you'll find out. But okay. anyway, okay. I'm sure you got a question for me beforehand, so... What what kind of trouble am I in? That's the first thing. Yeah, no, just, uh, no trouble, no trouble at all. It's just uh, interesting. Uh, you know, we are in a uh, interesting area. Uh, we've had a chance to get in touch with folks who are in, from the early stages mm -hmm. of opens, and the ones we've talked to and the folks that we bring out has have been absolutely fascinating for those of us who are. You know, basically, just uh, be social people. You know, the the, uh, the background and what happened before is, to me, is actually very, very interesting. History, history is mm -hmm. important. So, uh, in in your frame, what uh, what do you think our guest is going to bring to that uh, area of knowledge? Whew. So you know, it's interesting you should say that because uh, I met Kevin. Fugate, Kevmo, as they know him. And Kevin told me all about this guy, his partner. And uh, he he really spoke highly of him and, and everything. And I had the uh, fortune to to have many conversations with him and uh, Jana, who, who uh, works with John, and just wonderful people. Well, we kind of, uh, I think it was a second trip maybe, uh, we scheduled a meeting and so we met, I think it was in, um, you know what, I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere in Oregon or, or, uh, and, or it was California, yeah, it was Oregon. And we met and uh, it was a great time. And uh, it, was, um, it was enlightening to me just how out of my league on an intelligence level that I was dealing with because Jana will just completely baffle you with her intelligence and then john is on a on a different level he's on a richie level and 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 kevin's just as smart just a lot more wittier and you know so and neither one of them obviously have uh uh have the 
the looks that Jana Jana does. So it was really easy for me to you know talk with them because most of the time I wanted to talk to Jana anyway. Uh, and so you know, John, um, I think it's been about five years that he's been um, uh, in the background, and most people that are currently uh, involved with these socials uh, probably does. They might have seen John's name pop on here and there, but they they're not familiar with. Uh, who he is, but I can tell you that I'm sure Mark and Richie would say that uh, if it wasn't for these guys, they probably, we wouldn't be where we are today. So I really think that um, without people even realizing who he is, we've got a great amount of gratitude that we, that we need to offer these guys. And, and uh, you know, just like what you, what we've been talking about with Mark, he was one of the original guys. Well, John Janner and and Kevmo were also in that same category. So I'm blessed and very honored to to know these guys and and uh, and and to be a part of uh, their journey because I joined their journey. But they've got some great great things, and hopefully we're yeah. gonna, we're going to hear some of those. Well, let's let's uh, let's move right ahead and introduce John to everybody. John, welcome to the Swarm Unplugged podcast today. It's good to have you on, my friend. Thanks for having me on, Christopher. Congratulations on the swarm and the podcast. You're doing a fantastic job. And uh, secondary congratulations. I know you've been looking for a new co-host for a while, and I know there's been uh, a lot of people encouraging you to find a new one. And I think Brittany's going to work out great. So I <laughs> think, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you get gold there, and I think it brings a fresh face and a fresh voice. Uh, and replaces. That we've all heard, and so we're, we're ready. We're ready. I think you're going to take this thing to the next level. I, 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 I'm surprised you heard about the search because I have been at this a while since we first started trying to replace Tony. But uh, oh, everyone's, yeah. I, everyone's been saying, "When are they yeah. going to get someone else? When are they going to get someone else?" Kristen, got to get someone else. And yeah. I mean, people yeah. that don't even listen to your show have told me that. So well, yeah, they found they found out how much he pays, and that's why he couldn't replace me, John. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Chris, Chris, the word's out. The word's been out for a while. Good. So, Good. Congratulations. Good. And well, it's a great, great job what you're doing. Thank you for that, and I uh, appreciate you putting out more more of the plug on the uh, the new co-host. Uh, uh, recruitment program. Uh, it's going to continue for at least until we find somebody. But Brittany would make a great addition. Now, with you, my friend, you have you began several years ago, and with that, you uh, you understood that there was something something unique or whatever. Tell me about the very first meeting you had about this project. Well, it actually goes back a ways. I was actually salmon fishing on the Oregon coast, and my phone rang, and it was um, Richie Rome, longtime friend of mine, um, real visionary. And what happened was I didn't want to answer in the boat. And I, about an hour and a half later, I called him back, and Richie gets all fired up about the future, and I've never met anyone or been exposed to anyone that quite has the vision and is the type of visionary like Richie. And so he kind of was going off on a whole bunch of stuff. And I said, Richie, <laughs> I got to go to Roseburg, which is a town near his, in a couple of days. I'll just come down and, and I'll spend the night and you can explain to me what you're trying to say. And I think I stayed three nights and four days. And we <laughs> were at his kitchen table, his office, and a little restaurant next door called Dishners that we like to tease each other about getting the, the biggest omelets. And really for this podcast, the, the thing we talked about, Richie is a master at understanding trends. And we talked about a bunch of different trends and some things that we had exposure to in the past and where we thought they were going. And also one thing I'm fascinated with, and I think Richie is in um, a very unique savant in is where points in technology and human behavior are going to meet in the future. And I experienced this with them. I met Kevin and Richie in the days of the, the growth of the internet when a hundred thousand people a day were coming on the internet, 2004, five, six. And Richie, I would say this, he was just short of being able to see the future. 
Now, some of the things he talked about in 2000 that he said were going to happen in 2007, 2008, 2009 didn't happen until 10, 11, 12. And so when I went down there on that trip, um, we, we talked about we didn't have the vocabulary that we have now with tokenization, cryptocurrency, and blockchain. But the beginnings were there. There were you know, kind of the rumblings. And this is the way I'll say it is the internet has brought us, there's several global revolutions and the internet has brought us the connection and the information revolution. Suddenly the whole globe, well, suddenly over 20, 25 years was connected to information in a way that would baffle people in generations before us. And what we felt like was gonna happen, our conversations were really around the phrase that I've coined, but I don't think it's quite caught on yet. I need your voice, Tony is the transaction revolution, the way we transact all types of value. And we have a pretty good system here in the United States. There's fees and there's delays, but really it's pretty safe and secure. And globally, as we've been you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, we, we heard a lot about the global economy. And yet none of us feel like we really participate in the global economy. I mean, companies do, countries do, but not the individual. And so Richie's had enough savvy and exposure to where he felt like the next stage is we all get to play with each other globally without so many um, systems in place and so many incompatible systems. Banks don't talk to each other. Financial systems right. don't talk to each other. And so right. what I thought we talked about then was where the transaction revolution globally was going and what that might look like. So that was my, so that, that was your beginning with him. Now, then he turned to you and said, not only do I have this concept, but here's what it's going to cost you. What was that all about? <laughs> well, it was, uh, that was pretty embryonic as well. And there were, there were points that we could get into the space. There were things that we could, were tangible that we could do. And um, so he had a couple opportunities with something that I already had a passion for. And so we, you know, we, we made a decision to move forward on a couple of things. Now I'll tell you what you see today, Opus and B social, that's not what we had then. We didn't, we didn't have this. So we had, um, so does that answer your question or did he say something specific about? Yeah, you're, you're, you're dodging it like crazy, but that's all right. If you don't want to get into that. Well, I don't want to get into dollar amounts, but what did Rich <laughs> tell you? <laughs> or what Tony probably told you? Yeah, no, 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 no. There was Tony, Tony, doesn't, Tony doesn't reveal that kind of thing, even to me. Well, I would say the short answer and what it cost me is everything. <laughs> that's, pretty, okay. <laughs> that's pretty much what I put in. Uh, one yeah, way or but, but John, let me ask you something though. When, when you actually got involved, and you did jump in with both feet, obviously, um, there was something that you that that you decided to do, and then all of a sudden that morphed into many different things. And I, I'm pretty sure that uh, there was some rumors that I heard about you and Kevin doing uh, some wonderful things in the background. And I have no idea if, if you're at the place to where you can say anything about them or reveal them or whatever, but, but I do know, um, that, you know, you, you, you guys are behind, uh, some nodes and, um, you know, maybe you can share what those nodes are, uh, the name of them. So people can, you know, know, uh, who you are and, and Kevin and, Okay. Uh, and Jenna and everyone like, behind that. Yeah, so I, I would that like would to be a, a, a good start. And without actually asking you how many uh, dollars and cents, uh, which is all, what I think uh, Chris is trying to get out of you, but I'm not sure I can get that. <laughs> no, out. no, no, no. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> and, and but uh, when you, you start talking about notes, which I did want to uh, ask uh, John about, uh, one of your notes I understand is Ocean Pacific. Is that right? Yeah, it's Opus Pacific, and that Opus was uh, Opus Pacific was a name of kind of a, a concept of you know again the beginning guys these were these concepts are still pretty abstract but in the beginning it was you know there was no 
there was no lines in the picture. There was no color. There was no anything, but we thought there was a direction. And so Opus Pacific was an effort mm -hmm. led by Kevin Fugate and myself to be a part of helping Richie move this thing forward. And quite frankly, there's a development term called agile development. And Richie describes it this way. He said, don't be the gorilla that's charging through the jungle, you know, beating on your chest at who you are. Be the nimble monkey that can move around as things develop and information comes your way. And so Opus Specific was designed from the beginning to be kind of an umbrella for a lot of projects that we thought were going to come. We knew from our exposure to uh, conferences, tech conferences, blockchain conferences, that there was a lot of, it seemed like every industry was going to be disrupted in some way by what was coming with the transaction revolution and tokenization. So we felt like, I don't really like to use the word incubator, but we felt like Open Specific had a chance to be a, a connection point for some people with ideas that thought they could take this technology to distribute, you know, to disrupt some industries. So if that makes sense. I mean, I can go through the nodes, but you see them on the Opus ID app. And really, they're all startups. Um, Opus Pacific is the only one I can really talk about. And honestly, it's it's here to to kind of put teams and maybe even financing together to help uh, some people with some ideas. There's a lot of brilliant people out there with a lot of passion and trying to wrap everything else they need around that idea to make it happen. They're not that person. And so that's kind of what Opus Pacific is at this stage. Okay, you've, right. you've been in you've been in this uh, for what uh, five years at this point, something like that. Yeah, uh, and that during that five years, it hasn't been all smooth sailing. Uh, you've had glitches along the way. You've had, I'm sure, internal conflicts along the way. How how have you worked through those as as partners and team members? Because any company, I don't care if it's Opus or anybody else every company goes through it in the startup stages so how did you how did you uh coalesce and bring the the team together to uh actually make a decision on some of the most critical issues that occurred during that period well i've been very fortunate i've been very fortunate with the people that we have on, on board Jana has Jana jenkins has been um she's like i'm with you guys let's do this i'll I'll clean up the mess you guys keep making, which is a lot of them. And Kevin Fugate, I'll say this about Kevin. He, I've never met anyone that's better at transferring his belief to you, right? If Kevin wants you to understand his belief and wants you to see the value of something, you're going to see it and you're going to feel it. And so Kevin's been an excellent that's partner right. for me when we both don't have bad days on the same day. Once in a while, we, we, we might. And the thing about this whole journey that's made it difficult is, one, it's a startup. They're always difficult. However, the second piece is that nobody knows the timeline. Everyone generally agrees that the transaction revolution is going to happen faster than the Internet revolution. Okay. But is that two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years? So when you're making efforts and making financial bets on what's going to happen and when, and you have really no sense of when adoption is going to come, when the use cases are going to be ready, mm -hmm. how hard to push. There have been, there have been months, even a couple of years where we pushed hard because we felt like we had to get there fast. And then we're like, okay, we're still way early, but what does way early mean? So what I'll say about that, Chris is, We've been very fortunate to have the right people around us with Jana and Kevin and, and Richie is kind of like the schoolmaster that's great sometimes and harsh sometimes. But then later you realize that was the honest harshness that you kind of needed. And quite frankly, on a journey like this, the ones that um, have been more difficult have faded away. So really, I would sum it up by saying we just keep going forward. And, uh, you know, just there's it's not blind faith. We can see it. However, 
it's not very clear yet. We just know it's going to happen. The thing about the this tokenization space, if you're connected to somebody that's doing something from a development standpoint, from a use case standpoint, right. then get involved. Yeah. 2018, when Jan and I went to probably between 2018 and 19, we probably went to 100 meetups, conferences from San Diego, mostly West Coast, San Diego to Seattle, big ones, little ones. You know, we went to the inaugural Bitcoin conference in Portland, Oregon. We went to Microsoft headquarters to big events. And the one thing that we understood very clearly is this is happening. There's the, the people that are speculating whether cryptocurrency is going to work or not. We were in the room with people that were on the development side. And there was zero doubt that this is happening. And 99% of the nation had no idea what blockchain was. And there was a small percentage that were driving the bus and it, it's happening. So we're like, this is going to happen with or without us. It's easy to say, but when you've met those people and you realize this, uh, guys, this is the statement that I heard and I quickly came to believe, and it's become more powerful every day. This will do more to change the world than the internet itself did. Transacting Absolutely. value globally. Absolutely. And so if you believe that statement at all, then you're going to keep going. Everything else is just problem, daily problems or daily successes. Well, John, you did, so, I understand that and I agree with it. But yet look at everything that's out there right now. We see different uh, currencies coming up. Uh, central banks are planning now to co come out. Of course, they've probably been planning for years and just, just now coming out and making it public. Uh, and M2 comes along in a very crowded marketplace. So uh, I guess I'll have to turn the, the, the question around too, in that I'm sure you were in on the planning of M2 and so forth. And did you consider the fact that you would be starting into a crowded marketplace like we are right now? Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, the, the interesting thing was the rapid production of altcoins. And how that list on on sites like Litecoin Watch and Coin Market Cap kept growing. When we started, it was two or three hundred coins, and then it was quickly two or three thousand coins, right? Or quickly fifteen hundred. And we were at uh, Microsoft headquarters, and a room with everybody in there was brilliant, like you know YouTubers that are blockchain guys, and I mean I can throw out some of the names that there were. I mean these were some smart guys, and Jen and I were. We're lucky to be in that room. This is after the conference. They're just hanging out, just being friends. And it was this group of um, who's who was kind of teaching these kids from the University of Washington Blockchain Society. And this guy named Roman Storm, we watched him pull up his laptop and help these kids from the University of Washington Blockchain Society create the, their own ERC-20 token in front of us. And it took like 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, it's going to be real easy to make a cryptocurrency. It's going to be extremely difficult to get to make it worth something and get true adoption, true use, where it becomes truly valuable over time. And so we realized right then it's it's not about how many coins or, or which ones are out there or even really the liquidity in 2018 or 2019 because the game hasn't even started. And if you look at the stock market, if you look at other companies, just, you know, entrepreneurial efforts in America, I think it's still like nine out of 10 don't make it. Right. And so we're going to see those kind of percentages in the crypto space. And I'll say one last thing about it is we felt like I tend to believe in the two guys in the garage. I mean, right or wrong. I don't know the statistics, but I love the Apple stories. I love those stories. Right. So I use I tend to believe that often the, the best things or the things that get adoption, mass adoption, often don't generally come from the mega company that comes out with a new thing or makes a switch. They come from the unlikely places from these this one or two people or whatever in their garage or their dorm room or whatever the case may be. And so we felt like we talked to enough of those people that this could be the guy. It, we're sitting at Microsoft. 
But it's this kid that's 20 or 18 or 19 or whatever he is from the University of Washington Blockchain Society that hasn't said a word the whole meeting. That might be the guy that comes up with the thing that everybody comes to. And the other thousand people don't matter anymore. So that's kind of my, I think the winners will win. So go ahead, Tony. Uh, let me ask her. Yeah. So, John, a, a couple of things. You know, I know that um, on the way, you've you've also got some other projects, something that you you make money with, and and that you're passionate about, and something that I know that uh, Jana shares shares the same passion with you. And uh, I know that. Um, uh, well, you know, I'm just going to put it put it over to you. What, what is it that? Uh, what else do you do apart from what you're well, doing right now? My yeah, personal with, uh, with the blockchain. What else? With the blockchain. So, well, one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your personal side outside personal of the stuff. Oh, yeah. Personal stuff. Um, I am on this property here in Harrisburg, Oregon, little Harrisburg, Oregon, which is between like Eugene and Portland, really between Eugene and Corvallis, Oregon. So the ducks and the beavers. <laughs> University of Oregon, University of uh, Oregon State University. So family farm. We're about 120 years old, but before that, the family farms in South Dakota. So fourth generation on this family farm. In 2016, my brother and I made um, some choices to diversify, planted hazelnut orchards, which is a new adventure for us, and we also planted wild rice. And so what you're referring to is once the rice was ready to start selling and keep selling, we went out and we did that. So it was a whole new network of like, premium specialty foods here in the Northwest. And it's been, I love building networks. I love learning like a whole new world. We'd never been in the direct food world. And it's allowed Jana and I to go all over the Northwest and a little bit other parts of the country to meet people in spaces that have been on their own personal journeys and really, um, just kind of learn a whole new world at a time when food matters more than it ever has, right? With the pandemic and some of these things and the health, you know, the health aspects of, of this country and, and whether it's pharmaceuticals or whatever, it's just, there's more going on in that conversation. So it's been an actual honor for us to go out and meet all these people. And it's kind of the day job. It's the tangibility However, I'm also building a network and out there in the world learning like what's going on and what trends I'm seeing. So that kind of thing has so, been. So on that uh, note, yeah, let, let, let me ask you something. So you, what you're saying is you've got wild rice uh, stuff and that's what kind of helps you pay the bills and, and uh, keep things going, I'm assuming, uh, of course, of uh, many other things that you're doing. And um just like you, we have to pay bills as well. And, um, you know, with that being said, you understand that we have sponsors and of sometimes course. we, uh, you know, we, we, we need to give them a couple of minutes. So if you don't mind, if we can just take a second just to recognize our, our sponsors and uh, uh, just do that, it'll just be just be a minute. So uh, we'll be right back if that's okay with you. Awesome. That was brilliant, Tony. Thank you. I was looking for a couple of the favorites. Mark got more of Wolf of Wall Street than I got, but I actually, <laughs> Jen and I were cracking up. There were some of them that were pretty good. You know, if you ever put your your talents and your powers to use for good, I think you can do some extraordinary things, Tony. That was pretty uh, funny. A couple you know, of them. Were, wait, I, I got to ask you something. You just said something that, that really is interesting. Now, you said to put your talents in your uses, and you mentioned Jana and, and Kevin. So, I understand that there's something else that you've been working on from the beginning that's probably going to change everything that we know and everything that we do. And you've been developing something. Uh, are you at liberty to share that with us right now? Because I know that that's not just revolutionary. It's going to change everything the way we know how to do certain things. And you've been really, 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 I don't know, secretive about that. Is that something you can share for us? Well, who told you anything about it? So there's a couple I, of things. I, you know some stuff that we're working on, Tony, but there's something you don't know. Four people on Earth know what we're doing. And, guys, we can't bring it into the space yet. I can't even give you a hint because, quite frankly, 
I mean, we, we don't, we love what everybody's doing. Everybody's doing some great things. Be social. Some of these projects that are coming on, we love what you're doing, Chris. And uh, we want to be a part of it. We want to, Kevin, myself, Janice, some others, we want to support it. However, we, we're reluctant to divert everybody's attention to the thing that I don't know how you shouldn't even know about. So, um, yeah, we're working on something. I can neither confirm nor deny anything that I know. I just, somebody. Well, you know about a couple projects. In front of me and I was doing. just reading it. Um, However, you didn't read this one anywhere. So I can tell you this. Um, we, you know, Kevin still had a pretty strong presence on this. John, go ahead, let it out. You know, give it all. <laughs> give, give us, give us everything you know. Come on, uh, uh, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Just come on. If Tony wants to mention one of the things he thinks he knows about. I can probably talk about one of those. But what I can tell you is, uh, <laughs> guys, we've um, we're going to bring something to this space. Kevin, Jan, and myself, we've been working real hard, and we've got we're ahead of everybody else we're not behind we we've got a project that we'll bring to this that um i'll say it this way let's say there's 150 people on a, on a zoom call when we're done explaining what we've been working on and what we're doing how we're going to contribute in the tokenization space Every single one, 150 people will want to reach out with us and say, hey, I got something for you. And if I'm wrong, Chris, if I'm wrong, Tony, you can tell me when that happens. But I'm telling you, every single person will excitedly say, hey, I got to get a hold of you guys. And what's the, what's the launch date? Well, I'm a little bit less uh, committed than even Richie. So uh, don't, don't tell me six weeks. OK, just, all you, just don't tell uh, me. Only six weeks. OK. It depends on when we can tip our hand a little bit. Um, so I better talk to the boss, Kevin Fugate, about that. But we'll, we'll, when we do it, I, I can't promise this, Chris, but I can almost promise that we could do the first time we reveal it. It'll probably be Whale Tank, but it might be your show. Well, let's put it on our show. Whale Tank can uh, take care of the details then. You know, just uh, here we go. I'll, I have to talk to a couple partners, but I can sign up for that. You, you All right. All right. You heard it right here. And everybody is watching in, in the replay as well. You heard it right here. And we will be the first to announce a project that everybody is going to go want to be a part of. John, I appreciate that. That's really uh, special for uh, uh, Tony won't be the co-host at that time because I yeah, will find no replacement by then. And I will say this, Chris. I'm excited to see what you want to bring to what we're doing because it'll be everybody will bring something cool. Uh, it, it is fun because everybody wow. is so talented in this group. John, my goodness, you know how many talented people we've got here? It's just wild. And people don't have a chance to know each other. John, they don't. Uh, I, I mentioned I mentioned your name from time to time. Uh, uh, Tony was talking about having you on and so forth. And they said, John, John, who? And I'm going, well, he was one of the original founders. What do you mean? And I'm going, guys, listen, this started someplace. You know, we didn't. it didn't start when you joined in, in February or March. It began way back there. And these are the people that we have to, have to give you gratitude to for being able to stick with it, make it happen, and grow it to the point that now you can benefit from it. So that is, that, to me, that's important to introduce you and, and Mark. And, of course, we have several others we're going to bring on. But I think it's critical because, John, you really you got in and you stuck with it. And that's the reason we are where we are. Well, I appreciate that, Chris. And I appreciate you having me on. You know, the biggest thing, guys, when Richie, you know, you got to credit Richie Rowan for a lot of this vision. I just saw I saw what he was saying. And really, at that point, it's one of those things that you can't unsee or unknow. So once you have the knowledge, you have to just keep going. And so we and trust. It's kind of like driving across the country. You know you're going across the country, but the headlights at night can only see a little bit. And sometimes you don't see bumps in the road or, or road signs. However, you know that you want to get across the country, and the right people end up in the car. Fantastic. So it's been an honor to to Tell be one of the people at the beginning of this. 
All right. Well, it makes you makes you actually uh, go down in history if you want to know the truth, because this is making history right now. Uh, Tony, right. go ahead. I know I know you need to nail him in some way. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead, Tony. Well, you know, Lynn Fugate, which is uh, Kevmo's wife, um, right. she said you got many secrets. I think what she meant to say is, come on, John, give us a couple more, as they are now saying in Be Social, a nugget. I, I you know. It's not my phrase, but but so I think they're still looking for a little nugget drop. And I'm pretty sure even though Lynn said you got secrets, I think what she meant to say is, come on, John, give them a little bit more. So I I don't know. Uh, I got nuggets. Well, you need give me a category. Ain't lots of nuggets. So you want Richie nuggets? You want? uh, No. Yeah. Give us an overview of Richie as you know him. Who Who is this guy? Because, you know, he kind of. He kind of gets on and he says his talk and he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the teacher. He's the professor. But yet we don't even know who this guy is. Okay. So, Seriously. and you know, I, I like spending time with Richie in his hometown because even the people closest to him don't really understand what he does. Like his high school friends, his family, they, I think they've kind of given up kind of following the journey and, and uh, on different things that Richie's done. But I'll say the biggest thing about Richie, is he is a visionary. He's always looking forward and he's always trying to see what other people are doing and how, like I said, where technology and different points of technology are going to meet human behavior as we evolve as a planet. Richie spends a lot of time talking about saving the world, but I'm telling each and every one of you, the reason he does a zoom every night, which Ray, I can't say enough. I know what it takes to do a call or a zoom every night. And, you know, thank every one of you for doing what it takes. And so for Richie to make that commitment, you know, he downplays creating wealth and the entrepreneurial opportunity. And he, he really targets the, the general purpose or the, over, the, the, the big purpose of making a difference in the world. But he wants every single person on that Zoom to be very successful because they came to this and made the leap. So you see what I'm saying, guys? He talks a lot about saving the world and poor communities and stuff like that. But make no mistake, he wants everybody in here to live their dreams financially. So okay, I- now, now I understand all the uh, all of that. Okay, and I and I appreciate it. And of course, it's a strong part of his character. But you know, you you've you've spent nights after nights with him. Oh, yeah. I'm, who I'm, who is Richie? I mean, come on, you you're telling me about his aspirations and okay. and all the other good stuff, all but right. you're not telling me who the person is, not at all yet. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll see what I can do. I'm probably the only person you're going to meet that's seen Richie on a dance floor. So, um, I give me a give me a category, Tony, an area that I mean, Richie as wow. a person is generous. I've I've eaten probably 200, maybe 300 different meals, whether it's just him and I or with a group. And he probably wouldn't want me sharing this, but never once has anyone else picked up a check. You know, it says I, a lot about the guy. I, I, I want to be at the next meal on that deal. Okay. Yeah. And uh, another, another thing that's very important to me personally about Richie Rowan is the wait staff I always get taken care of. That says a lot about a guy. I mean, the wait staff, all I've seen some of the numbers he puts on tips. And to me, that says a lot about the movie. Um, he, he likes his, uh, again, he likes to be a little bit anonymous in his hometown. However, globally, he wants to really make a difference. So I think that speaks a little bit to the guy. And he spends more time with his dogs than I think any other humans in person. However, ties dogs at this point. And uh, <laughs> so, and I will say this: Does he does he like ice cream, or he's like oh, he's, uh, does he does he eat meat, or does he is he a vegetarian? Uh, does he, he uh, yeah, uh, you know, did, what's his personal life like? Uh, you know, is, it, I, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's married or not. I don't know any of this about him. So come on. Okay, so I know that as far as dietarily. He's like most of us. He'll go on a health kick for a while. And he'll do pretty good. Um, although a lot of times I'll be on the phone with him and he's ordering at McDonald's at midnight. So um, 
you know, I hope he doesn't get the vegetarian menu. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I said, as far as his personal life, uh, what is it? Uh, Roger and the two dogs. That's that's most of his relationships. I don't know if Ty's staying at home. So Richie's uh, love life is won't take me long to talk about that. Um, <laughs> okay, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I don't know. He's whatever you can do sitting in front of a computer in his office all hours. That's that's pretty much his love life. Okay, all right. Um, he hasn't got time for that. He hasn't got time for it. Who, who, who doesn't ever have time for that? Come on. Now. It's clearly not a focus. So, yeah, I I don't know. Give me something else specific you can. He was doing keto for a while, lost some weight, looking good. Right. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll, um, he'll make the effort in those categories. He'll do some, you know, one time he was wearing a cold vest to cool himself down, freezing on the zoom. So, um, right. I see he's always wearing like a, a hoodie and I didn't know, is it cold in Oregon all the time? I mean, what's so cold in Gooseberry. you got like three days in September that are nice. The rest of the time it'll be 90 degrees here in the Valley. You go over the coast an hour and a half. It's like 58. And okay. Right. So well, it's yeah. I just wondered about the hoodie. Maybe I, I thought that maybe it was something of was part of his character or something. No, no, uh, that's got to do with his kids keeping him in the basement and they keep it really cold. Out. Oh, okay. He's not allowed, actually yeah, allowed out. He's not allowed out during the daytime. He's, he's I can tell you this about Richie Rome, and this is kind of back yeah. to his character, maybe more than personality, but I've been in situations where he's had an opportunity, even been put on the spot about whether or not he has any wealth or, you know, he will not, he will let everybody in the room think he's a pauper before he will say one word about having money to try to one up someone. I've seen that multiple times. And I will tell you this, he doesn't drive fancy cars. He doesn't wear fancy clothes. I mean, a lot of times if he wants to buy a nice pair of Nikes or something, he will, but hoodies, t-shirts, you know, he, well, now that, that, I've got to disagree somewhat. I've seen him in a very nice tux and with a uh, diamond-studded watch on. So he does like a few nice he likes his watches. Okay, there you go. See? <laughs> I've, I've known him for uh, about 20 years, and I've seen him in a tux twice. So Okay, all right. I'm pretty he must, sure. He must have rented it. Okay, fine. <laughs> but no, he's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we all get to go somewhere. Like he's talking about the cruise. It'd be fun for people to get some time with Richie. Um, you know, the one thing about Richie is he's like Tony. He thinks he's funny. He, you know, he thinks he's hilarious. He thinks he's witty, but no, not at all. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, John, I, I love yeah, you more. Than, also, I love you more than when you started, Doc. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I mean, he's not as unfunny as Tony, but he's he's kind of like that. <clears throat> well, right. it, it, we're coming to the at the end of this particular swarm yeah. unplugged podcast, and in that uh, series, is there anything you'd like to say finally to our audience, uh, which is going to be fairly large for your particular appearance, by the way? Uh, anything you like this. to say to these folks that uh, would would be meaningful to them? Uh, several things. One. It may not feel like it all the time, but you're in the right place at the right time. And I truly believe with the right people. And that includes all of you. That includes each other. That's the biggest thing is, you know, we listened to Barb's uh, podcast. You guys did a great job. And I loved hearing her story about how she really none of this made any sense. And if you can attract people to this journey without them having a level of understanding, you're probably attracting the right people. She talked about early adopters and innovators and the, so there's something called the law of diffusion of innovation. And it's kind of when people come to different things in their life. And if you're here, if you're listening to me or listening to Chris or trying to listen to Tony, then you are a part of a very special group because we went to all those meetings, a hundred different meetings all over the Northwest and all over the West coast technology blockchain 
a few of them know each other, but really they're not the type of people that will herd up in a community and, and drive forward, make a difference, help each other. I'm not saying they're, they're bad people or anything. I'm just saying that what we have is a special group. And really the heart of it is that you're in the right place in the right time. It may not feel like that, but keep going. Bring more people to the party as they come, when they come. And um, you guys are more – we've seen a lot of groups around the country and done Zooms and been in a lot of meetings. And this group is um, the type of people that have come for the reasons they've come and why they're on that Zoom every night. They are the winners. That's for sure. And thank you so much. Absolutely. You're right. There's so many people that make up uh, the organization, the community. And uh, the more we grow, the more uh, we're going to learn along the way. Tony, any final things you'd like to impart before we leave? Just one thing, um, John, you know, uh, I would love for you to come on again because there's lots of things that uh, we didn't have time to touch on. And I know that there's a lot more stuff that, that is very insightful that you can share. And again, I really appreciate you coming, uh, coming up and talking to us. I, I know this was um, uh, not expected. Uh, and, you know, you've been uh, absolutely wonderful. You really, really, uh, really have. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. And uh, of course, thank you to Jana for, for she's always She's always there doing so much. So uh, she's a gem and we really appreciate her too. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Thank, All you, right. Thank you, Chris. I'll come back anytime. Appreciate it. You guys are doing a great right. job. John, thank you so much. Uh, and to my co-host, Tony Kay, it's always a pleasure. I just wish you'd show up on time and not be out playing around when we go live. That's all I ask, you know, just simple things like that. You got to be right. Colorado time, not this New York. Yeah, yeah well, it's, you know, it's, it's times, of the, times of the proper times. That's what they are. All right. Thank you. Thank you all very much for being with us on this episode of the Swarm Unplugged. Uh, they're all interesting. As you can see, we're able and have been able to uh, have some folks on that really give you an in-depth vision of Nani Opus Finance in the very early stages, many years ago, actually, at this point, but how it morphed into the community we now are enjoying together and profiting together on. I hope I'll see all of you on our next episode. Remember, we come on every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. live on B Social TV. I'm Christopher Knight. Always remember to listen, learn, and give. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Swarm Unplugged podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button and leave us a glowing comment. Gravitate yourself to be on the podcast so you are the next one to introduce themselves to the B Social community. See you on the next episode.